Hello. Hello. Oh. How are uh how's how's things since, you know, that flood that happened a while back? Oh my god. I you know, I I'm I'm just glad that the city the city's been able to rebuild. We've really seen a lot of uh we've seen a lot of people coming together. We've seen a lot of uh, a lot of people you know, fix fixing things up, fixing things right back up to where where they were before before the attack. Yeah, no, things uh things have really things really they really changed the city. But you know what? I think we've got the right reformist spirit. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's really what counts is, you know, as long as you have the right intent, the right spirit behind what you do, then it it doesn't really matter kind of, you know, the nitty-gritty, the little details or whatever, right? Right. Yeah, sometimes it's, you know, it's you can acknowledge mistakes that you've made in the past and then promise to just not do them again, <laughs> but not really address any of the underlying problems. <laughs> that caused those mistakes to happen in the first place. <sighs> you know, which I think is something important to learn from the flood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is all the weird thing is like with the flood and then there was, you know, the attack on the the Yankee Stadium all those years ago and before that there was uh the Joker uh, guy yeah. in the 80s. Was, yeah, what was his deal? Yeah, it was, I mean, like, there what's, was... what's that guy doing now? <laughs> yeah, what's he up to now? Is he gonna? I, I heard he's gonna drop a new collab. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. There's teasers for that. That's that. The, the, there's word on the street. That's hot on the street right now. Uh, yeah, but something something tells me that we've just kind of been having this cyclical conversation over and over again. Just you know, it just feels kind of retread ground and maybe I yeah. Don't... And I think it's, I feel like every time we do it, it just goes on for longer. You oh, know, yeah. it's just like, what, like in the 90s, these kinds of conversations used to last like 90 minutes? Yeah. And now it's like you're stuck there for three hours and you're just like hearing about mutual aid and just like, uh, and you know, reforms in policing and all of this shit. Yeah. But it's like at the end of the day, it's still like a militarized police industry that we have. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. At the end of the day, the political class still has an amazing amount of power, both financially and through their political behavior. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's just it's just missing in the conversation. Uh, But, you know, I'm just glad that there's a man out there who dresses up like a bat uh, and gets in fist fights with people. Hey, imagine if you saw, like, a TikTok of Batman beating somebody's ass. That would be pretty cool, huh? Oh, I thought you were talking about Joe Biden at first. Because <laughs> I was going to say, you know, like, yeah, for all our complaints and stuff, I guess it's better to have a neoliberal in the White House than a fascist. Mmm. But let's go, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just saw the Batman recently, and it, it got me thinking a lot about how we really this really is the the post fascist Batman movie that we got. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, thinking about it, just I, I don't know, re- reflecting, reflecting on it personally, we're kind of introduced to Batman through these concepts of like, there's this montage where it's like, okay, he's you know he he's the heartbeat of the city. He's there in the darkness. 
uh, and he he's out there. He's oh, he strikes fear into the heart of a guy that you know robs a convenience store for money. Uh, who who bumps into a police car and the police are just like, hey, watch it, pal, and then he kind of just runs away. Um, and then he strikes fear into the heart of these anarchists that vandalize the Bank of Gotham. Oh, they're so scared of him. Uh, but the actual thing that he chooses to kind of the crime that he chooses to fight is seems to be this like roving gang of like guys who just commit random assaults and film them for for I guess I guess Gotham so, TikTok. So that is called the knockout game. <laughs> no, okay. And that was that was like a right wing scare thing. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm glad I brought it up. Yeah. So I, I felt like it was them kind of like Batman as like starts the film out as like the right wing response to crime rates. And I felt like, I don't know if it was intentional or if Matt Reeves was just like thought that the knockout game was real. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt it was like a really nice touch to have the crime that he like intervenes on b1 that was like specifically like right-wing propaganda crime like the latest crime trend the knockout game uh and have that be the thing that he intervenes on while it's setting up this idea of like batman as a force that rules by fear and intimidation and a sort of panopticon effect created by the shadows which the film then like critiques yes yes uh but yes, no, that's that's the crime he intervenes on is uh, a bunch of guys are just going to knock a dude out. Yeah. And they're like, if you want to be part of our gang, guy with half of our gang face tattooed, face makeup <laughs> on, you got to play the knockout game. Would you want the a, other half of your face to look insane clown posseed out? Which I, I don't want to critique the, the presentation of it. You know, it's a really good scene. I felt that montage is like a really great introduction to the city and the world that we're living in for this movie. Um, the, the point of the knockout game is that you like surprise them. <laughs> you, know, you, you like you like you knock them out. Yeah, it's, it's just you circle a guy and then beat the shit. Out of <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But it is this sort of like neocon reaction to just like, oh, what if what if uh, like someone was doing a gang initiation and you were the person like you had to get hit a bunch. You what if you got hitted? Uh, yeah. Which, you know, I, I this I don't know. I'm I'm in a very I'm in a very weird place with this movie. Maybe a little propaganda. Can I I can have as like a treat a little? Yeah. A little bit. I mean, as as it's you know, it it is the best superhero movie in pa post like Spider Man three. Yes, but yeah. it's still a superhero movie, and as such, it is still propaganda. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so really, yeah, where where to start? I mean, just on that front, to to kind of talk a little bit about the the propaganda aspect. Although maybe we can shelve that for a little bit later. Uh, because I do want to touch on just like the things that I did like about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, let's 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 open with the strengths of this film because I think ultimately we both enjoyed the movie. I really enjoyed the movie. I I, yeah, I had a I, wonderful I, time. I, three, literally one of the first time I can think of in ages where I went and saw a long move like long action film, mm -hmm. and wasn't fucking bored. 
mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and didn't want to leave like an hour in. Absolutely. Um, and like the way that like, uh, so Matt Reeves, uh, creator of Cloverfield, which I think is it, it's it's inexplicably a movie I've seen like twenty plus times. Um, it's a good movie. It is. It is. To be fair, it is a very good movie. I think Cloverfield is a fucking awesome movie. Uh, I have I have a really wonderful time. Uh, also directed Let Me In, the like American remake of Let the Right One In, which everybody says is supposed to be good. Um, I think I remember trying to watch it and being like, eh. Yeah. No, I, I never. I never saw it. Um, uh, I I forgot that he did the two Planet of the Apes movies that people yes. said were like actually good. I've never I never saw them. I never saw them either, but I'm like really curious to watch them now. Actually, <laughs> yeah. No, Cause... I mean they. It's fucked up, but those are both movies I've always heard people say like, no, these are actually like shockingly good action movies, despite being like these bizarre Planet of the Apes reboot, like ape reboots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and I think it all kind of comes down to like his his touch, his like obsession with like style. Uh, and that's really the thing. The thing about the Batman that I re- like loved the most is the like the way that it used like the darkness, uh, the way that it, you know, kind of had all of this like cinematography that was like really, really deeply entrenched in. The sort of like stylistic history of batman like it was pulling from like animated series batman beyond it was pulling from like the 80s films uh and it was also really addressing complaints that people seem to have with the nolan batmans oh yeah absolutely the the lack of a detective batman the trashism of the nolan films (laughs) yeah um the 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 way in which like so much of that style of action movie feels like the scenes are just cut together in editing but not really thought of in terms of like the shots actually being constructed beforehand which i know they're not i know that it's not how it's they're filmed but that's always kind of like how they feel because they're always so frantic whereas this is a film that has like set pieces this is a film that has like constructed shots where if you see something it wants you to actually see it and if you don't see something it's because the movie wants you to fill in that gap that you're not seeing absolutely i mean the nolan trilogy to me represents this like total lack of like style uh just like really just kind of focused on like the structure and just like batman ends up feeling like master chief in those movies he's really textureless uh, yeah, and and obviously there's like all of the big complaints about how the fight scenes in the Dark Knight trilogy are just god awful, uh, which they are not in this movie. And and in Matt Reeves, the Batman, they're very steady. He's uh, he's got when such there's a good that eye. car chase scene, I was just like, holy shit, I can see what's happening. Yeah, you can, <laughs> I can tell. Follow, I can follow the sequence of events that I'm being shown. That's like really where you can like see that difference between like Nolan and that sort of like post Nolanesque era of like how action scenes are filmed and like uh, a dude who actually is not just trying to make a movie that'll play to like international audiences and people who like watch TikToks three seconds at a time. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's very clear uh and it's just really stylish i i don't know the 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 work that went into the look of this film i i really i don't want it to go unappreciated uh like all all of these little things i i keep thinking about like the uh 
the shackle that's around the Riddler's neck, like toward the end of the film when he's talking to Batman in Arkham, that is clearly just decorative and like there to be cunty, but doesn't like he could just take it off. Uh, the the detail of like his costume at one point being revealed to literally just be something you can buy in a surplus store. Yeah, yeah, and then, like explicitly saying that that's what it is. It's just it's just surplus store clothes, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And like all of the characters, all of the casting. I mean, that's really what like made me salivate over this movie. Right? Was it was like. I heard that there was going to be a Batman movie directed by Matt Reeves. Okay, I'm already there. But, like, Robert Pattinson is Batman. This sexy little freak Robert Pattinson plays emo, twink, uh, you know, upset Batman. Uh, Who constantly has his, his, eye, his eye makeup running. <laughs> yes, yes. He's, he's got the full eyeshadow. He, oh, he looks beautiful. Uh, just, I mean... The rest of the cast, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, Zoe Kravitz, John Turturro, fucking Colin Farrell. It's irresistible. It's totally the, the, irresistible. Um, the the great cameo, where as much as it sucks that it's the Joker, um, it's the kid from Killing of a Sacred yeah, Deer. Barry basically Keoghan. doing the same. Do, yeah, Barry Keoghan doing the same voice of that character, but as the Joker. Like, he's talking to him, and it just sounds like the scene with the spaghetti <laughs> Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I can't tell you how fucking excited I am for Barry Kilgan as the Joker. I, I literally, I cannot believe they finally cast somebody where I'm like, I will go and see this Joker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will see this Joker day fucking one, just like I was there yeah. for day one of Matt Reeves Batman. Uh, yeah, they, they have finally figured out how to trick the weird little freaks like us into seeing superhero <laughs> movies Just and it's by good stunt casting make them yeah but make it be a movie that is for cockroaches and also shoot it good and make it look good and i'll watch yeah. it uh and I'll, you know I'll, we'll we'll talk about the the writing and the the propaganda aspect but like hey listen it's sexy robert pattinson's a sexy a sexy little horrible little man um you know, I I am I'm with Kojima on that one. He's he's very wonderful here. Um uh, I think that like the most the most important kind of like character aspect of this film was that it was funny especially like it I don't want to go so far as to say the film doesn't take itself seriously. It takes itself a little bit seriously. I mean, they have that like Nirvana remix and shit. But that opens and closes the film. So funny. Yeah, very funny. There's like the Ave Maria stuff, which is really corny. Uh, but like, it's so aware of Batman as a sick individual. Yeah. Uh, a truly fucked up, horrible man. The scene of him like watching Zoe Kravitz change and it just having the least possible like erotic way of doing so <laughs> it's just like i am watching you change purely for detective purposes ma'am the the fucking interaction he has with her where he's just like not even trying to like address her problems he's just like looks her in the eyes and he's like the cameras are working <laughs> so sexy <laughs> he's like yeah. It's incapable of recognizing that he's horny. <laughs> he yeah, no, he's like totally like he's just this arrested development like reclusive 
uh, emotionally distant, like, ah, uh, he's incredible. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is this kind of like, I, I think that her writing is a little bit hit and miss. Um, she's this kind of like fiery sort of, uh, I don't know. She, she's like, she's written like lightly bisexually as well. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think she's probably one of the weakest parts of the film. She's, she's written like, she's written too much, like, uh, like a Catwoman and from like any other Batman movie. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to like these movies aren't. They're kind of afraid to imagine the full sort of subjectivity of someone who would be in a position like Selena's. Uh, it just feels, it, it feels so much like it's positioning her as this, like, hothead who's, like, so hard to understand, uh, that it doesn't really humanize her very well. I don't know, she isn't really given any, like, room to have, like, a character arc. Like, she does, but, like, she doesn't really, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, as good as John Turturro is, uh, I, like, it's, it, it's, by necessity, the whole thing feels a little stilted, uh, just as far as her... I don't know her involvement with the plot. It feels a little. It it feels like if there was anything you would cut for runtime, it would probably be like a good chunk of her storyline <laughs> and having her be more of an incidental character than she is. Which shouldn't be the case because Catwoman yeah. rules. Yeah, I know. And Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman is really good casting. Yeah, she's incredible, and she should be much. She should be much better than she is. Uh, I mean, you know, her like her performance is fine, but just like i don't know that i mean that being said there was there there was just some really great stuff with her i like the 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 contact camera scene of just like batman like ordering her around and shit uh just really delightful uh the the way he like first meets her at the the cat burglary place and is like yeah is like wow you did that good <laughs> <laughs> yeah th through just her being a little freak <laughs> Yeah, through her, this movie through her, the movie has this like sort of De Palma ish angle of it, uh, uh, just this sort of like body double, or even like a rear window, or just like some shit like that. Like she's this, I don't know. She creates this sort of like pervert tension. <laughs> yeah, in the overall arc of things. Um, Speaking of perverted tension, uh, Paul Dano is the Riddler who keeps sending Batman all these like cutesy little cards about how much he loves him and is so excited to meet him and is happy to be working with him and blah, 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 blah. Which leads to one of the funniest scenes in the film where he just keeps saying, Bruce Wayne! Bruce like he knows who Batman Wayne. is. And then, it, and then it's just revealed that he's like, anyway, yeah, I hate that guy, but I love you, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, can't tell how tongue-in-cheek the character is being in that scene, but it's, like, extremely funny. That, that I mean, that whole sequence of them, like, meeting for the first time and, like, the Riddler is just having this, like, fan-out, freak-out moment. It's just, like, ah! Just, like, yelling. Great yells in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Jeff Urid's performance because it was very... It was very much, like, him channeling, like, the, the 90s cartoon... Uh, detective gordon yeah and i and i fucking love that i fucking he, love that performance <laughs> he literally yeah he felt like the animated series uh commissioner and I, I and you know all of the stuff that felt similar to the animated series was just like 
so so welcome in in contrast to i don't know some some of the more uh big space marine man batman fuck, fucking military batman uh <laughs> yeah like make militarized batman <laughs> demilitarized batman please make him a little scrawny goth who's in a weird relationship with alfred yeah <laughs> yeah he's in a weird daddy boy relationship with alfred oh Andy Circus, yeah, Andy Circus, and it's just like a weird. He just comes across as like the this most like silver daddy rendition yeah. of Alfred that that I haven't really seen before, but it's like so sexy. It's good. It's it's one of the first times they like I've seen that sort of dynamic where Alfred's kind of like, oh, I'm taking care of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Is actually presented in like a dynamic that they have that is not like ah my confidant alfred my butler but is like there kind of is like a tension of like bruce wayne is the one with all the power but alfred is like the one with the sort of like paternalistic role towards him yeah yeah absolutely and they have all these kind of like couples fights and alfred has to like make it up by by solving bruce's little mysteries his little his little puzzles yeah Gay couple who has the you're not my dad argument. Aww. Um, and finally, Colin Farrell uh, here in pasta face doing uh, <laughs> some some real italophobia here. Uh, don't know how I feel about it, uh, but I, but, you know, we it's he does a pretty he does. A, he does a pretty good uh, like cartoonish penguin guy i guess i i loved his penguin even if it was <laughs> a lot <laughs> problematic i felt i feel like they made him a really bad italian stereotype because they probably realized that with uh penguin's design if you didn't he look he will look dangerously close to a uh, jewish stereotype like dangerously close to like a really problematic, like a really yeah. offensive stereotype. And so I think taking it in like an Italian direction was to kind of like not disguise that, but sort of like point it away from like the fact that like, yeah, the rich capitalist guy with a long nose. Yeah. <laughs> who yeah. secretly controls things behind the scenes. Yeah. When you put that in live action, that's going to have a much more loaded meaning than when you just draw him like a funny little penguin man. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's a lot of the good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it is still a DC superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. And so unfortunately, there's the not so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so, yes. So this movie has, um, definitely some weird ideas about, I don't know, crime and punishment, the way- About we... a lot of things, I think, actually. <laughs> <laughs> where, where should we, where should we start? What's, what's the best- I think, Okay. My, well, maybe not hottest take, but my biggest problem I had with the film walking out of it. And I think sure, yeah. all of these other problems 
can you can like draw strings out like Batman on the floor of his fucking mansion <laughs> to, the, <laughs> to, to the five main points that he's found <laughs> that didn't Sylvia, really need Batman to be mapped Um They were cowards to walk back uh Bruce Wayne's father being corrupt. Yes, absolutely. They never I they 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 walked it back to a point where there's still a degree of like Thomas Wayne did get a journalist killed, but you know, like that happens sometimes. Uh which is bullshit. But they they walked that but that would have been okay if that was the reveal. Yeah. Like if the reveal was, hey, your dad made a really stupid mistake and used his political power uh to personal gain and had a journalist killed, which is not what he set out to do, but that's what happened. Let's um and then the fact that they like even go like also I mean like the journalist was writing a hit piece on your mom and like that's shitty, right? Like it's okay to have her kill to have a to have a man killed. Well, okay, okay. Let's I mean, like, maybe I just have to kind of get into the mind of, you know, Thomas Wayne himself. Maybe let's do like kind of a a, a role play exercise. So you be uh, the assassin uh, who I told to take care of a journalist. Uh, you tell me as the assassin that you just that you just killed, had that person killed. Don't worry, Mr. Wayne. I shot him. What? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I just want to... I said take care of... You killed him? What? Yup. Just like you said. Make oh. the journalist not print a thing. Which the way to do so is to kill him. <laughs> hey, he's, gonna, he's not going to be printing anything any longer. It would be really funny with the if fishies. they printed... It's really funny if it was published anyway because the article is finished. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, um, you know, ideally. Yeah, no. So, like, even if it was revealed in just the way they walk it back, I think that would have been enough of a reveal of corruption that Thomas Wayne wasn't perfect in the way that Bruce Wayne idolized him as. But they didn't. They reveal yeah. that he's, like, as corrupt as every other politician in the movie and then walked that back so that you're like, okay, well, he's not that bad, which is, like... Fuck you. I thought it was like, I thought it was so cool that you were just like, hey, Bruce Wayne, your billionaire dad, turns out also corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> turns out a billionaire in this country is corrupt. Turns out your dad's a piece of shit. And you're probably all these also expensive, a piece of shit. All these expensive toys you've been play playing with literally paid for with a man's blood. <laughs> blood money. Blood money. Throw all your toys in the trash. You're a hypocrite, Batman. Like, how ballsy would have that have been? Not just for, like, the lore, but just for creating, like, a much more well-rounded, complex Bruce Wayne. Because then you could have it be like, okay, my parents didn't live up to the ideals that I thought they did, but, like, I want to. Like, I want to be better than my parents. Yeah. And it you know, I want, to, I want to make real what they did not make real what they said that they were going to do and didn't do. That's such a much more interesting character motivation and also acknowledges the fact that like even the most well-intentioned people with power and money and privilege, they, it is very easy to make corrupt decisions. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I mean, the movie seems to want to say that kind of thing so, so bad. It seems to want his parents to be just, you know, horrible pieces of shit so that it can have a more well-rounded, like, critique of, like, how things have gone in America and how justice works and how that is racialized, which is a thing that this movie kind of wants to talk about, kind of doesn't. We get this Batman that's modeling, by the end of the film, this sort of mutual aid kind of justice, you know, this, like, restorative kind of justice, uh, which is a really kind of awkward handling of very recent American history stuff and, and conversations that we've been having. Uh, but for it to, yeah, for it to kind of let all the air out of the balloon as far as like his, him being the inheritor of, you know, a lineage of shit, a, a lineage of just like billionaires who have taken advantage of people across various social lines and things like that like throwing that out makes absolutely no sense yeah no it and and like from that comes the problems with the rest of the film right absolutely uh the the weird yes the police are corrupt but not all of them (laughs) (laughs) not corrupt in a way that's implicating Yes, the yes, all politicians are bought and paid for by basically actual or essentially criminal enterprises. Yeah. But not this one. She means it. (laughs) (laughs) She's real. She actually believes in the people. Uh, I mean, that that I just chalk up to a lack of imagination and like and just not being a smart enough film to grapple or maybe being like. An insidiously smart film to grapple with those in ways that minimizes them, right? And like I said, it's 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 the said you know the start of the episode. It's it's a very liberal, and I would say specifically neoliberal because it's very individualist, very individual solutions oriented thing. Mm-hmm. Answer to the problems of fascism, which is that like, oh well, we'll just fix it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we will simply help each other in our neighbor. And join hands together. Like, I don't think the film is wrong to be, like, using Batman as this engine to critique this idea of ruling through fear and of, like, hey, you have to also have for people hope, you know? But hope and change was also (laughs) famously Barack Obama's campaign slogan. (laughs) and look what happened with that one yeah it's like it's kind of hard not to see this film as like oh this is the obama (laughs) slash biden well i mean they're trying to be they're they're like trying to be a little fresher than that because they're positioning her as the aoc uh which is even more cynical because aoc like it it kind of stands over i mean like the only real moment that you get with her politically is she's kind of cornering Bruce at, like, this, you know, s- service, basically, for somebody who died. And she's just like, hey, I want you to pay more taxes and I want you to help the city, actually, because you're kind of not. Uh, yeah. But, like, again, like, kind of not really. It doesn't feel fresh. It doesn't feel like a very i don't even know what it's trying to do like if if it's trying to kind of critique the sort of 
starry-eyedness of uh you know people who want real change or whatever and I mean, but i mean like she's depicted as like being genuine you know she doesn't flee and again i i get that that's also feeds into the thing of the film of like you have to also give people hope and that there's a degree to which the film does not want to give in to an easily nihilistic impulse where everybody is corrupt and it doesn't matter yeah um but you can just kind of pick at that a little bit and be like, to what extent is this just like, oh, we need to go back to like when I didn't have to care about these things so much. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go back to a normal level of police brutality and a normal level of political corruption. Listen, just shut up about it. Stop posting your silly little videos. You're going you're gonna to radicalize people about it. I can't believe the Riddler is like making like the Riddler making front facing like uh sideways like video camera <laughs> diaries. So funny. It's so funny that they're literally like filmed on like a shitty cell phone front facing camera. Top ten that signs you're about to bomb all the Levies in Gotham City. Sign and when one. you hear that when you hear that sound, buckle up because I just blew out all the waterways. <laughs> I, I want to know who Riddler's, like, YouTube editor is for his, like, BuzzFeed Unsolved style video that he sends to the press. <laughs> Did he pay for that to be done? It was really fancy. It was a Fiverr job. <laughs> oh, my God. He has somebody in, like, his Discord DMs who he's abusing into doing that for him. Uh, His fucking, like... 4chan myspace board that he posts on like it looks kind of like it like looks kind of like a chad board but it's like apparently like you also have your own personal profile on it yeah that's where he's uploading his videos he's got almost 500 followers some real like fucked up types i love the way that line was delivered because it's clearly supposed to like, oh, the payoff of that is that that's why there's a bunch of Riddlers at the thing is because he has a lot of people. But the a cop just saying, whoa, he's got 500 followers is like, I mean, yeah, so does like your, so does like your friend from high school who never left the city. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not really a like. That's an easy amount of followers to get. So does my fucking grandma. Yeah, like, you know, if you don't have 500 followers, you know, that's fine. Uh, But it's like, yeah, if you're making, for a guy who's making, like, basically content that is on the news, (laughs) 500 followers is not a lot of followers. Yeah, I I mean, it's hard to say. But I get it, because they they couldn't say he has, like, a a million followers or something, and then... You know, it's like, oh, but only like twelve guys showed up to the to yeah. the Riddler con. What's the funniest amount of followers for the Riddler to have? Um two point six K. Just right there, right in that area. Right in that area, yeah. It's a it's always a little bit like, you know, the white school shooter is kind of the new it, it it's become the new sort of like focus of attention for people who want to exact a certain i don't know if i want i don't know if i want to call it like uh 
I, I don't know the like the like TFW no GF type of person who gets uh, frequently who becomes this type of character and this type of thing, uh, and it becomes kind of a weird sort of like self aware privilege conversation uh, that I find a little bit annoying. <laughs> He's not like autistic coded, but he's definitely like neurodivergent coded in a way that you don't normally see in the Batman series. And that both makes him like a much more charming character. Uh, but also kind of feels weird because he's like a mass shooter character. Yeah. <laughs> like usually in like Batman stuff, it's like this. Here's the croc. He has bipolar disorder. And it's like, <laughs> I don't think that's what his problem is. He's a giant crocodile. <laughs> I think that's what his problem. That's actually like a thing they say in like the Arkham Asylum games. Like this is the croc. He has bipolar disorder. Like that's the reason why he's such a problem. <laughs> they you know, would it's, be it's fine usually, for him if he simply did not have bipolar. If he was on mood stabilizers. <laughs> um, it's... It's like a thing where it's like it's usually what they do is like this character has like a scary sounding mental disorder that people don't really understand. And that's why they act so crazy. But it's like they act crazy in like a cartoon way. And yeah, that has its own problems. Mm -hmm. But like, whatever, you get it. But this is like they don't say that he has a mental illness, but his performance is very much so like he has probably some sort of mental disorder yeah uh and the movie much more ends up explicitly implying that that's why he did this <laughs> well there's also his like whole monologue about just like oh you're like a rich orphan you lived in a tower i i we sleep 30 you know 30 to a room we got bitten by rats the babies died in the winter blah 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 blah, blah. um that all is seems those complaints seem kind of legitimate to me if you're if, yeah. if you're somebody who yeah. was waiting on public funding that just ended up kind of going into like this like rich people you know money laundering fund situation yeah no no like that's that's like kind of the other and like the film kind of acknowledged that he has points you know like there's the whole bit with a uh, catwoman's character but yeah it does kind of end up being a like well rule of law yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, like yeah you have some points but like what you're doing is illegal <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about how it's like bad to kill people who are actively killing you and everyone you know have you thought about how bad that is you definitely haven't right like i there are people on twitter i would tweet death threats at if i wouldn't get banned for it who have done probably far less than some of the people that he killed in this movie <laughs> i don't and to be clear i don't agree with the mass shooting thing or the blowing up the 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 um water dams and stuff and flooding the city i think all of that is going too far you know you're bring you're bringing your fellow working class into into the violence yeah Getting up to that point i don't i don't know <laughs> I'm kind of, kind of, kind of based, kind of a little based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he was right. <laughs> was he wrong? Was he wrong? Was he... I, I'll say it. I don't think a single person up to that point that he killed didn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that that much, that much is inarguable. I mean, like, well, they they kind of prove the point. In the I film guess, that... I guess, arguably, Bruce Wayne, 
but like also his only relationship towards Bruce Wayne is that like he not incorrect necessarily incorrectly thinks Bruce Wayne is this like child living off blood money who doesn't give a shit about anybody. But also like literally why would he think that why would he think otherwise? <laughs> like what the fuck is what the fuck is Bruce Wayne doing to make him think otherwise? Yeah. Like the the line specifically, Bella Real just specifically being like, Yeah, you don't do a lot. We we don't see a lot of you don't really give money to the city ever. Yeah. You're kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, and I mean like probably the 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 most I don't know, the the worst aspect of the film being just like the cops are corrupt because they're owned by the gangs, but once the guy from the gang is exposed on television, uh, the 30 or so cops that are good are going to show up and they're going to arrest all the bad cops and they're going to get the gang guy. And uh, that's definitely how it would happen in real life. Yeah, no, it's it's not like when cops have tried to do this in the past, uh, they got fucking killed yeah. <laughs> or uh, put in an insane asylum <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah. Uh, or whatever the f- or all the fucked up shit they did to Chris Dorner, like no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you know, typically things things go really well. Things go really well in those situations. It's it's the good guy, the good cop, always wins out in the end, right? Right, guys. Yeah. What stops a bad cop with a gun? A good cop with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it sucks. It's the weakest part of the film, but. It's propaganda. It's a superhero movie. It's yeah. propaganda. It costs two hundred million dollars to make. It's propaganda. <laughs> we're we're not gonna get the leftist Batman, and that's fine. That's fine. And I guess I would rather have this Batman. Yeah, I'd rather have a it's sexy be- Batman. It's fucking better than the Joker was. God, remember the when people tried to make Joker into like a leftist thing, or like uh... a populist thing. And like there was like a cute like like on the ground thing in like other countries where people would use like would dress up as the Joker for like protests and stuff. And I think that's fine. But like I'm talking about people who like write think pieces <laughs> who are trying to do it. And that was like, no, no, <laughs> nah, man, that's not. It's it's DC is an enormous corporate. It's uh, if you're going to be a mark, at least admit you're a mark. <laughs> Listen, Jay, you can lead a horse to water. Don't don't worry too much about it. Let the people let the people have their fun with the Todd Phillips film. Yeah, I guess that's what I came in to talk about today was really just kind of how difficult it is for me to be, you know, for me to like a superhero movie. It's it's like am I okay? Am I okay? Do I seem okay to you? It's it's it is weird. It is weird to like a 3-hour superhero movie, but you know what? Right. You know what? We're coming out of this post-flood world. New world, new rules. Yeah. Maybe we finally live in a world where we can get Batman movies that are enjoyable to watch. I'm sorry, I just scrolled down uh, on the Wikipedia page and I saw on Wikipedia, Reeves took inspiration for Bruce Wayne Batman from Kurt Cobain, left. And for Edward Nashton Riddler from the Zodiac Killer, right. And just the a photo of Kurt Cobain next to the drawing of the Zodiac Killer is very funny. Insanely fucking <laughs> just funny. A, just an insane like set of contrast to have on this page. 
God, I mean, like, it's... I, I have to applaud all the direction and like all the Fincher sort of jerk off stuff in this was was very was very cute to me. Uh, but yeah, apparently like Robert Pattinson wanted to go like fully in the Kurt Cobain direction and like wear dresses and like Bugs Bunny slippers and stuff like that. Oh, uh, I can't release that cut. Release that fucking cut. Put put Robert Pattinson in a dress in the next Batman movie or you are all fucking pussies. There's no yeah. reason not to do it. You've gotten your fucking Ben Shapiro butthurt review. You can now yeah. just fully assimilate to the fagification of Batman. Of Batman. Why not? They're they're cowards if they don't. You're cowards if they're you cowards. don't. You're cowards if you don't. Your art strike one was already walking back uh Thomas Wayne being corrupt. Mhm mhm. Strike two will be not putting Batman in a dress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope I'm just able to come back from come back from this from liking a superhero film. Well, if it makes you feel better some upcoming superhero movies are Morbius. Oh god. Uh Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Kill me. Wakanda Forever. Kill me. Thor, Love and Thunder. Kill me. Black Black Adam. Kill me. The Marvels. The Flash. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Shazam. Fury of the Gods. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Cool. Uh that weird that weird uh movie where it's like Batman and Bat Dog. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, so if it makes you feel better, there's gonna be a lot of really bad superhero movies that you cannot watch before the next one of these. Yeah. And thus be reminded that most superhero movies are fucking garbage. Good to know. Good to know that, you know, that makes me feel, that makes me feel so much better. Truly. Well, I'm glad this was a productive three hour recording session. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Our three hour session. I'll probably have to, I'll, I'll, I'll toss you a little extra for today. I, I I hope I didn't, you know, bump anybody out of their appointments. Oh, you did, but honestly, they're kind of... Mm, uh, uh, their vibes are off. Yeah, their vibes are kind of whack. 